It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It's episode number 454. It is an Articles of News. I'm joined by Mr. Mayor himself. Hello, Andrew. Howdy. Deep in the heart of Texas. Coming up in the... That's why I said howdy. I knew. No, I couldn't. No, I know. And your 10-gallon cap, which people who are Patreon subscribers can see, that you've got that picture of John Wayne signed behind you. I mean, you scream Texas. Everything has the red, white, and blue and the uh, symbol of the state of Texas cut out everywhere in your home, including the studio that you're in. I get it. You're Texas. I get it. Everything is bigger there. We get it. Yeah, this, uh, I'm, I'm full on Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for echoing it there. Uh, coming up in the third block, we are going to talk about Moroni's, Moroni's on top of temples. Uh, we're joined by a gentleman by the name of Corey Ward, who spent a lot of time, copious amounts of time, to write a whole huge article about whether or not I'm in fact right that Moroni has disappeared from the temple. So that is the, the third Spoiler block. alert? Yes. Is there a spoiler alert? Are you uh, right? Uh, Listen, we all probably sort of know that I'm right, but it's evidence. It's evidence as to whether or not I'm right. Uh, that's coming up in the third block of the Cultural Hall. Right now, we'll check in with Mr. Mayor himself. How's your book? My book's going well. Tell, pe- uh, tell people, if this is their first episode, what we're even talking about. My book, Tales of a Paperboy, A Christmas Story, uh, was released August 17th. Yeah, a little bit before Christmas, but we're just getting into the Christmas season and things are kind of piling up. So there's an event on November 5th. It's going to be just a bunch of Facebook stuff. So you can find me on Facebook. The best place to find me, though, is andrewjmayor.com. Sign up there. I'm actually giving away five free books there. So go and sign your email address up there. Giving away five free books there. Not ebooks. These are the hard... Hard copy book, yeah, pa- right? Pa- so, and paper then, copies. Hold them in your hand and then kind of thing. on Goodreads. So if you're a Goodreads list, uh, you know, go find me Tales of a Paperboy there and there's a giveaway there. You, cool. can, you can get in and get a free book. I feel like if you keep giving away books, no one's going to buy them, Andrew. Like if you... I'm, I'm giving away eight. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So hopefully more than eight people will want your book. And we'll go and purchase the book and certainly... Yes, wait- hopefully more than the people who win them will want it. Yeah. I mean, that's the hope of every author, right? Right. And, but you already know that to be a ca- the case where for a brief moment, uh, you were the number one... What was that? How did we segment it down? The number one Christian was, Christmas book that was well, released on August I, the 7th, right? Yeah, I was number one for a while on the Christian books. And I was... I've been in the... T- I've played with the top... 30 of the Christmas books and depending on the moment of the day over the last week I'm in the top 100 of Christmas books probably for a few moments every day but it, it, it I'll be at like 89 and then I'll slip to 111 yeah. and then ah. I'll be down to 73 and then I'll be up to you know so well congratulations besides the book stuff what's going on anything exciting no no uh, <laughs> nothing exciting no. Just, just a lot of church and a lot of, uh, a lot of work. Yeah. You know, interesting. We were supposed to be back in person church. I've gone once uh, a month ago. We do half the ward on like the first week and then half the ward on the third week. I was supposed you to keep be getting infected, right? I was. Yeah. Well, I was supposed to be back in the ward house today, but they made it completely online. Oh, no one's going. Yeah, no, because of no. The spike in Utah. Yeah, because where we almost topped two thousand cases the other day, 
here in the state of Utah. They said, uh, out of an abundance of caution, we would like to not meet together, saints. So We've been lucky. So Texas itself is spiking, and Houston, I believe, is really kind of hitting, going up. Mm-hmm. But the Austin area, or at least Williamson County, which is north of Austin, so Austin's Travis County, and Round Rock is Williamson County, which I live in, we've stayed pretty level. So nice. we're, we're going to call it lucky. Nice. Well, yeah. So I, I don't know when we'll go back to church, but I'll tell you what. Like, we just had complete Zoom meeting with everybody in the ward who wanted to be there, and I don't know why we didn't do that in April. I mean, I know why we didn't do that in April, because the Utah area presidency said, don't do this. But I don't know why we didn't do that, because it was great. 40 minutes of speakers, and then we do your sacrament on your own, and that was it. And I understand wanting to get back, and for those people who can't get the sacrament, making the means necessary for those people to get the sacrament, but like it was great to see other people, and great to be able to hear the message, and we had uh, songs that were played through the Gospel Music Library app through uh, the guy who was coordinating the whole meeting. So, I mean, it's it's a way for me that I feel like maybe not the future uh, of church for forever, but certainly a component of it. Because there's no reason, no reason why if I am traveling, I shouldn't be able to tap into my ward's sacrament meeting or a I, sacrament meeting. I, no, I agree. I, I got... I got the fun of being broadcasting this this morning from our, you know, so I over Zoom and my laptop decided it didn't want to play play games. No. So I got the fun of pulling my phone out. Luckily, I'm a video conferencing engineer by trade. Right. And um, I have the equipment and was able to pull pull a rabbit out of my hat for sure. And Again. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that's uh that was a fun fun day. But anyway. Yeah. I'm I think sorry. I think it would be good to have uh yeah, I think it would be good to always have some option for right. people who can't come. Well, and and I and and I understand why maybe they wouldn't do that, but for the people that are actually uh, you know of pure heart and want to be able to do it but are traveling, maybe they're at the airport and can't, you know, they're whatever this yeah. that, that the other thing, like maybe it's a universal sacrament meeting where it's like, okay, listen, absent church here, watch this sacrament meeting. Yeah. But maybe they would encourage us to watch conference. I talks. like the way our ward has done it. Our bishop basically, I provide the link, but I don't like provide it to just the general part. It's not like on a web page somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then as needed, the the bishop gives that link out to those who need it. I like that per, that perspective because that way, that way, uh, you know, I mean, if someone's never going to come to church, maybe they should just come to the Zoom meeting where we're teaching gospel doctrine. Right. But if someone who legitimately is in a situation that they can't come, they should be able to come and attend. With us. Yeah. And I, I think I think it, I'm interested to see what happens in the next two years. Yeah. Even after COVID closes and all this. I think we're going to have a whole poll of the traditional lights sure, um, who, sure. who be are like, back no, in the building. Yep. yep. Got to be here. And um, and then the, a whole other group of the others the saying we should have more flexible options. Yeah. And. We'll see who wins out. Well, and spoiler alert: there's uh, there. This is a little bit of a tease for one of the news articles that uh, I'll talk about coming up. A brand new thing. Maybe it's brand new. I actually don't know that it's brand new. It's uh, something that I didn't realize we could do within the church via technology. So uh, we'll talk about that coming up in articles of news. Shall we take a break? After talking to me for this long, you need a break. Well, I know. yeah. I, well, actually, let me let me uh, let me share two emails. Then we'll take a break. Then we'll come back and do actual articles of news. This first email, it's quickie. It's from Heather Sundahl. 
Heather says, I loved your episode with the Mormon Women for Ethical Government. That's episode number 449. If you haven't checked out that episode, go back and you can find it uh, wherever you're getting this episode. Look for 449. She says, your guest, Jen Thomas, was fabulous. And I would agree. So just encourage listening for another one. Then this other Love one. that episode. This is Gail Lassen. Gail Lassen writes this email. And, and by the way, these are all coming in. Contact at theculturalhall.com or there is a tab at theculturalhall.com that says contact us and you can click on that and send this through. says, I love coming and sitting on the back row with you and your guests. I particularly love, no offense, Mr. Mayor. She says, I particularly love Brother Kyle, who reminds me of my ridiculously fit biking brother. She says, I also appreciate the real talk along with the genuine love and care for us as we all try to become saints. We need it. Now, of course, she gets to the body of her message. She says, well, I understand the very real issues of depression and anxiety, as were mentioned by Lindsay, throw your hands up in the Ayerts this last week. As an owner of an independent retail business, I ask everyone to realize the impact of going to Amazon to buy everything during this pandemic. If we come out of this period with only corporate businesses and national chains, I am going to be very angry. I love my local independent businesses, and if, I, and if people do not support them now, they will be gone. I personally do not buy anything from Amazon that I can get from my local businesses. Yes, sometimes it is less convenient. Yes, sometimes it is a bit more expensive. Yes, sometimes I have to search a little harder to find what I want. But I also get personal service and the satisfaction of supporting the people in my, compu- in my community. My tax dollars are going to my city and my county. And as a person who would much rather eat at a mom-and-pop hole-in-the-wall restaurant than a Del Taco or Applebee's, I am helping to keep those places open. So please don't go to the easy fallback option every time, no matter how convenient. I do not want to support a company whose business model is to eat up every business in the world by undercutting prices made possible by venture capital and not pay any taxes while they're at it. I don't want to support the billionaire. I want to support the sushi restaurant owners and the independent bookstore owners in my town who provide jobs and value in my community. Just my daily rant here. Thanks for listening, Gail in California. So, uh, yeah, I realized as as I kind of went back and listened to a little bit of Lindsay and I's discussion, what I guess I would like to echo uh, Gail's sentiment, especially as we're spending our, our Christmas money, like if there is a place that you want to be around that isn't the the big block stores, they'll be just fine. Like go to the independent bookstore, the you know, there's a soup place in my neighborhood that I hope never goes away because it provides the most comforting soup ever. So I go on the weekly and and get a thing of soup. A sandwich shop that I go in, I think my emphasis in when I said, you know, hey, we can get everything online now, for those people that really are are petrified, worried to the point of inaction, um, you can get those things sent to you. You can get the orders uh, done online and then go pick up the groceries at the store. So kind of two different things, but I'm glad that- But I think you can think of it differently. So technology allows us to still do that locally. It might take a little extra effort, mm-hmm. but use things like your Uber Eats, your, um, oh, your yeah, yeah. Fiverr and others that will get you the stuff delivered. And, and it also will, uh, allows people who- who are, are I, I have a guy in our ward that because of everything that's been going on, he has to drive Uber Eats as well as do his day job because of everything going on with COVID. Mm-hmm. And that gives him 
the money, and even though it's it is a national chain that that is you you might be buying from, but you could buy them from the local chains, the local mom posh stop mm-hmm. stores. Mm-hmm. So I I think technology allows us that even if you are panicked about going out, give it a little extra time and thought and effort. Yes, it's they've made it so easy to get on the Chick Fil A app and have it <laughs> sent sure, to your house. Sure. But spend a little extra time on Uber Eats or Grubhub or somewhere else, and you'll find some amazing restaurants or other places, local places that, yes, they might be a little bit more expensive. They'll come to your door just as well. Well, and even to that point, you know, I think that there's a way that you can do takeout safe, too. Mm-hmm. Right. And most of these places uh, that are still around have flexed into Hey, going to do takeout. I'm calling my order in ahead. There's a Thai place in our neighborhood as well that we love. Absolutely love. We're probably there a couple times a month and they know our order. We call. They're not there's not another location of that anywhere. You know, they they own this single Somehow one shop. Every restaurant has turned into the 1950s cuz you go there and you park and they bring it out to your car. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they just need to they just need to start coming out and roller skating. I was going to say that would be the one change that I would uh, ask for them to I do. need to show up in my black leather jacket with my pompadour yes can you you do the pompadour you can look at that oh i I can totally do the pompadour consider it can you roller skate can you roller skate i can't roller skate. okay well nor do you nor should i well i am not gonna pay for your services if you can't roller skate andrew if you want to save these mom and pop shops you better start learning how to roller skate that's right Roller skating is the key. It it relies on you, Mr. Mayor. Let's take a break. Uh, When we come back in the second block, we've got about 25 minutes of news. That's it. Maybe like 22 minutes. It's it's because we've got that discussion with uh, Corey Ward in the third block where we talk about Moroni. Let's take a break and come back. Hey, this is Dan the Laptop Man from PC Laptops. It's our ultra-mega back-to-school blowout sale. We have hundreds of thousands of dollars of ultra-high-quality laptops and desktops on sale for up to 50% off the original prices. We've got demos, scratch and dents, trade-ins, and funny-colored computers. It's crazy! Remember, you get a lifetime service guarantee on any PC Laptops brand computer. That means if you mess up your Windows or you get a virus or spyware, it's covered forever. Got an old yucky computer? No problem. We'll take it in on trade and we'll transfer all your pictures, music, and all your stuff to your PC Laptops computer for free. When you get your computer from PC Laptops, we'll make sure you're taken care of for a lifetime. To make it impossible to resist, we're doing 12-month special financing on any PC Laptops desktop or laptop computer. Have I lost my mind? Get into any one of our locations right now or check us out at PCLaptops.com. PC Laptops, where computers start at $7.99. PC Laptops, we love you. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Here in the second block of the Culture Hall, it's Articles of News, so let's do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And away we go. Now, you sort of dibsed an article, which I don't typically allow, Andrew, (laughs) uh, but I am going to allow it this time. 
why don't you go ahead and share? This is this Come is on, exciting. This falls, this falls so much into everything I always talk about. I always I love the Mormon. Oh, I love the Tabernacle Choir, Temple Square, and and the Christmas concerts especially. Right. Mm-hmm. And so as we were getting closer, I started getting this. We're gonna we're not gonna have the Christmas concert this year. Oh no! And I you know, I get this depression kind of flowing over me as I'm thinking about it and turns out they are doing something different and yeah it's not going to be the exact same thing but I'm really excited for what they come up with and I'll bet you it is a great um, change this year what they're doing is because of the pandemic they're doing it all virtually and online which means the one nice thing is you don't have to go get in the lottery I'm pretty sure anyone can go watch it. Mm -hmm. So we can all watch it this year. We don't have to wait till the next year when the reruns come out. Yeah. Um, And, 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 and they're letting you some members submit videos across the globe. Yeah. So, so, so you sort of put this together like, um, you know, like it's going to be the big fantastical yearly thing with the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square. I don't think that's what it is. I think it's no. like the Rolling Rock First Ward Choir performance, and you guys maybe record something, and then like the Shanghai, you know, singles branch may do a musical number. Or I hope so. I hope it's some guy in his basement getting his family together and did <laughs> a cool acapella rendition of you know mary did did you know or yeah. or some some guy on a trombone <laughs> do, doing away in a manger what whatever it is i, I am excited that, that whatever it will be will be amazing and it'll be awesome and i think it'll be true to form you know music and the spoken word and it'll it'll come together in a way that is more touching than likely anyone for i mean and they're all they're all life-changing to me. <laughs> they can't all be life-changing, but they kind of are. Sure, right? sure. Uh, every year when I watch the Christmas the Christmas uh, concert, I am just moved to uh, to do more things and to be more. And, to, uh, and it, it's just such a, a wonderful time. So I'm just excited for it. Anyway. How do people submit? Can I say it one more time? So you know, I, you yeah, know, I mean, there's, a, there's a website, and we'll put it on online. So you just, yeah, that you go to... You can find the yeah, link at theculturehall.com, but it's that. it's an LDS.org. It's a legit thing is yes. all I really so wanted to point out. Go submit. And you have to submit by – oh, so video submissions can be emailed to Christmas at Temple Square at churchofjesuschrist.org. Again, that will be on uh, the, the Culture Hall. But they have to be in by November, November 15th. So okay. if, you were, if you've got a cool rendition of, um, you know, Joy to the World on Trombone – um, or on harmonica or sure. whatever you're going to do. Um, it's got to be in by November 15th. I wonder if they allow spoken word things too, because I've been thinking about submitting something I wrote and, and actually reading it. I think it would have to be brief. That would be the one yeah, contention, yeah, yeah. right? It would have to be very like, brief. Uh, it, it's like when you have uh, talent shows like and someone minutes. wants to do a monologue and you're like, okay, but like it's got to be, like it's got to, it's got to, yeah, it's got to clip along. Um, we got a bunch of just sort of quick stories. I want to hit those up. Uh, this first one um, from Churchbeat, which I guess is apparently something that the Deseret News is doing again. They have the Churchbeat. I I hadn't noticed it, and maybe they're leaning back into it. It's a, an article by Tad Walsh. Maybe it was originally in the Churchbeat newsletter. I, I don't know. Churchbeat? I'm... I'm the jury is still out on whether or not I like the title Church Beat, but that we might be experiencing another Mormon moment again, which uh, I just would like to push 
that we could call it a Mormont, please. Like if we a can Mormont. just have a Mormont. Uh, there is a new young men's general board. Remember, we interviewed back in the 380s uh, Brad Wilcox, who is a uh, professor down at the Brigham Young University. Well, uh, they're putting together, that is the Young Men General Presidency, put together a general board, and he decided to invite his old speaking pal, John, by the way, to be on the board as well, as uh, Craig Ballard, David Lisenby, Thomas Mullen, and Peter G. Vidmar. And if you want to know what each of those guys did as a profession... Uh, before you can find that whole thing at theculturalhall.com. What were you going to say? I just want John, Bra- by the way, to do some of his old. I had an old album where he like did parodies of yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it, and impressions of people that have long yeah. since passed. Yeah, like Don Knotts. Yeah, he does a great exactly. Don Knotts. Exactly. He needs to do that. Uh, it is interesting, Peter Vidmar. If you don't recognize that name, he was a gold medalist in the 1984 Los Angeles Games. Um, so kind of cool to hear. So about this all general that. board. I, I saw this and I've been like, okay, so at first I thought, is this replacing the general presidency? It's not. No, it's underneath no. the general yeah, presidency. Exactly. Right? So this is it's like, hey, guys, are we doing this right? And they go, yeah, 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 let's do that. That kind of thing. Um, Got it. Okay, cool. Alan and Curlium Cox, if you remember the um, 90 Day Fiance, uh, he served his mission in Brazil. That's where he met her. I think they were on the first season. It's news and noteworthy that they're still together. Even all these, uh, even all these years, and no more seasons away from all that. Um, yeah, that good that, for them. Yeah, good for Wonder, them. Good. I'm so glad. And they have a baby, Liam. I think is his name. I'm glad they're still together, despite the fact that they were on that show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of shows that are, uh, you know, just sort of a, a time suck, a time waste. Uh, look forward to the Cultural Hall doing reports weekly on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Oh. Don't worry. We will just Do I have to be part of those? No. We will devote <laughs> we will devote 1 minute to what is this every week as that show starts out. It starts on the Whatever uh, you put up, I'll put on Twitter. Yep. And that's as far as I'll go with that. 11th of November is when it starts. I don't even understand some of these things. It's like I'm a part of Mormon royalty, which I I don't know that must be that she was married to someone who was a son of an apostle or something. I don't know. I think we we in America, because we don't have true royals, love to throw the word royalty around yeah, far it, too much. It, the show looks terrible. And, and and the thing is, like, they're they're super playing up the religious part of it. And as near as I can tell, which, by the way, I haven't spent too much time researching it, but as near as I can tell... I don't think any of the people are active members of the church. Like they're just Salt Lake yeah. citizens who sort of know about the church or were in the faith, but don't practice it. Like the one that says, oh, I'm Mormon 2.0. Like, uh, I, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, you know, you used to be part of a radio show, which I won't mention their name, but sure. everyone knows who sure. listens to this. And they always had things that must go. This is one of them. <laughs> this would fall into the things that must go all the time. Uh, another quick thing. This is a tease for an upcoming episode. When I say the name Drew Chrisman, do you know who that is? No. Punter for The Ohio State University, but we would probably oh, more Drew likely... Christman. yeah. Oh, that one. Uh, oh, that one. We would probably more likely know him because he is the one who has had, for the last four years, on the first day of training camp for The Ohio State University, he originally had the t-shirt, I Love Mormon Girls, then the next year had a t-shirt that said, I Love My Mormon Girlfriend, and then the next year said, I Love My Mormon Fiancé, and now 
with the start of this next season, he wore a, a shirt that said, I love my Mormon wife. And well, that's we, good because it would be awful if he went back now after all that. <laughs> <laughs> he came back. I love Mormon girls. Uh, so proud that he has the he has the new shirt. Uh, but they have a fascinating story, and they are a future episode of the Cultural Hall. He and his good. and his Mormon wife. So that's kind of exciting. Um, this one, Utah artist J.R. Johansson. Um, he is the artist who paints a portrait of each of the missionaries who pass away. In the field, we have mentioned this guy before. Um, he recently painted the the uh, woman who died. I think it was in Switzerland. I want to mm-hmm. say she was hiking on her on her on her P day and um, and and fell and passed away. So he finds a picture of each of the missionaries who passed away while they were serving and paints them, and then gives that painted portrait to the family. Uh, what a beautiful service. Yeah, uh, and and he's good too, right? Because the other part of this would be like, thank you for the not very good painting of you know this yeah, like lo- this loved it. one, right? Right? Like you'd just yeah. be like, the sentiment is great, but yeah, okay, I think you know, begrudgingly, they're gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous paintings. And so, hopefully, if there's someone listening that knows uh, J.R. Johansson, I would love to be able to speak with him. I haven't spent too much time trying to track him down. Uh, but I know that there's got to be someone who's in a ward with someone that used to know him or served with him, but the way that we're connected. So uh, hopefully we can reach out to him. Now you had another story. Yeah. I've got, I've got two, at least two more, but um, the the first one I want to talk about, I found because it's it, the headline said thousand pounds of butter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that just got me. So it says thousand pounds of butter cheese donated to a nonprofit and, Sure enough, the Church of Jesus Christ of, of Latter-day Saints delivered thousands of butter and cheese to nonprofits in Springfield, Missouri, and that was a big deal to them. And of course, that's why I got I got involved is because I I thought, oh, thousand pounds of butter, I'm I'm I got to read this. Well, anyway, so but, so, um, so let me ask you: Would you rather have a thousand pounds of butter or a thousand pounds of cheese? Ooh, that's a hard one. I think butter. Okay. I think butter. You can make so much a cheese. You're 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 more limited in what you can make with that thousand pounds of butter. Um, I think you'll also die sooner. Sure. Um, and that that would get me to the heaven faster. <laughs> <laughs> he died by butter. Can you imagine? No, I mean, we we gave him a thousand pounds of butter. Six months later, he ate it all. <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, when you think about it, I'm I probably go through. Oh, I don't know. If you consider a box is a pound of butter, I probably go through a dozen pounds a year. I would yeah. bet. I would bet. Yeah. Right around there. I've tried to stay away from it the last two years, but I'm sure I still cover a lot more yeah. than I should. Yeah. It'd take a good long time to get a thousand pounds of butter. I had no idea we the were going to get this series. so good. Oh, my gosh. You know, when you're all of a sudden you're like, okay, now... Put it on your steak and let it cook there. Yeah. And then, oh, oh, you yeah. cook you cook your eggs in butter. Oh, yeah. it's like oh, oh yeah. Butter yeah. is butter's like bacon. Butter and bacon. Oh my gosh. You, you put put uh, butter in your pan to fry your bacon. Yeah. Oh, now I got to do that. Now there. <laughs> Please don't. I don't want you to die. Um, I have a couple other articles that I just want to touch on. But again, the links to these are all going to be available at theculturalhall.com in association with this episode. This next one is, is far more visual, but there is a, uh, a pastry chef who decided to carve President Nelson's 
face into a pumpkin. And I thought that was kind of cool. You really have to see it, but it's like uh, any one of these pumpkins that gets carved and has the face on it. It just happens to be President Nelson, and that's it's why. It's more than cool, because sometimes people do that, and you're like, okay, I can see it. But right. it, it, it's really distorted the look of that person. It's actually, I mean, it's like a painting on a pumpkin, but it's carved. Well, and there's all sorts of things that you can um, that you can see online and like download printables to be able to do like you could carve, you know, President Trump into a pumpkin. You know, there's you can get these things and download do them. You and have it, to. He's already ordered. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, sorry. Uh, no, you're right. You're right. But 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 to that point, like you can get a lot of people. You could carve the Pope. You could carve your favorite actor there. It, it is an industry that. Uh, I was unaware of really, but tons of printable. Like, is there a way, place you can go and you can upload a picture of yourself and then put yourself on a pumpkin? That's what I want you to do. Hmm. It gotta be. Yeah. Gotta be. Gotta be. I mean, it's this age of printable, digital, yep. everything. Yep. Seems upload like your pictures. Gotta be somewhere. Someone like... out there listening knows, and so. Tell us. Yep. Contact at theculturalhall.com. It's a million dollar idea, if not. And then I'll just mention this one real quick and let you get to your other story. Uh, There are two folks that are running for uh, governorship of the state of Utah. We had Spencer J. Cox on the uh, Cultural Hall a while back. Good friend of mine. Uh, He and his um, competitor, that is Chris Peterson. They're both members of the church, and they uh, did an ad this last week, which you can see at theculturalhall.com. and it was essentially like, hey, we're going to respect each other and we are, you know, running from two different parties and we aren't horrible people. So it got a lot of attention because it is people, you know, rivals, essentially political rivals going for the same office that are just like, listen, let's let's all just be a little kinder. So mine is there's this local Utah show in podcast form. I think it's called The Cultural Hall. OK, I've heard it of it. An ep- that did an episode this last week. And if you haven't listened to it, it's with a guy, uh, one, someone named John Hilton III. Mm. And I wanted to call this out as an articles of news. Cause I think it is, I think this is, this is one of the best episodes. Um, and we have lots of great episodes and I, I was really moved by this. And that's why I wanted to bring it up. And it was, it's called the, it's, his book is called the founder of our peace and John Hilton, the third, you know, when I, I look at his credentials, I'd think, oh, he's going to be boring. (laughs) (laughs) So apologize to him for that feeling that of myself. But I'm I'm calling it out. Great. Richie got another boring person on the show. (laughs) And I'll tell you, I I was just so moved. And I think it was a message that was so appropriate for how I'm feeling. And I'm guessing how everyone's feeling. And I love the way... Just even in your your um, your interview, how he used the scriptures to bring out things that I was feeling in my. I mean, he's talking about Nehemiah, and I'm like, yeah, I I can I can relate to Nehemiah. So I thought it was newsworthy yeah. to to say this was a great episode, and if you haven't watched, listened to it already, listen to it now. And I'm buying his book, and let's all buy his book, and let's pump him up. Yeah, it was it was really good. And send him a message that lets him know that you don't think he's boring, even though his credentials yeah. would let him. Just so you know, John yeah. Hilton Third, if you're listening, I thought you were boring until I heard you, and you're not boring. 
Yeah. A tremendous interview, and I and I can't say enough great about him. It's episode 453 if you want to go and listen to it. We've only got a couple minutes left. I want to hit these up. Uh, how, does immer- uh, how does serving a mission affect attitudes on global development was a great article. You can find it linked at theculturalhall.com. As it turns out, as we go out into the world and know more cultures, it helps us be sensitive to different people. Shocker. Right. This from the New York Times. We talked about this in an Articles of News a couple weeks ago. Uh, The Birmingham, Alabama president, he passed away due to COVID. They highlighted him and his life in the New York Times as some of those that we've lost from COVID. Speaking of those that we've lost, uh, especially the uh, church community here in the state of Utah, grieving the loss of uh, social media activist Colin Karchner, uh, a good friend of mine, had the opportunity to to, to um, interview him on on many occasions with my day job. Um, he is responsible for the hashtag Save the Kids, and he he passed away suddenly. Um, it was a health concern. I know that there was some question initially when he passed away, but it, there were some health concerns, and and uh, there is a GoFundMe that you can find at uh, theculturalhall.com. If you knew him, if this is news to you, um, you can certainly reach out. He has four kids, a wife and left behind a wife and four kids, and and they definitely could use help. Uh, let me see, going quickly through some of these other things. There is a great article that if you are engaged in virtually ter- uh, teaching or learning, um, that you need to check out. It's linked at theculturalhall.com. It's basic principles for teaching, um, but it's sort of turned on its head a little bit because we're virtually doing it now. Uh, I'll read just the points, but there is great discussion under each of these. Uh, love those you teach, teach by the Spirit. Teach the doctrine, invite diligent learning, um, encourage people to participate when you're doing these online classes so it doesn't feel so much just like someone is speaking to me. Uh, Make sure that you learn the software that you're going to be doing. Um, There are plenty of great things that you can learn uh, about Zoom, about WebEx, Google Hangouts, Microsoft Teams, wherever your ward or institution is doing these particular things. Um, Most stakes have a technology assistant uh, or technology specialist, so find out who that is in your stake. And it's okay to ask for help. Yeah, 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 yeah. It absolutely is. Because likely you are an amazing teacher that just needs to know the medium and we welcome you into it because whether or not this is going to be the future completely, you know, we don't know, but this will be more of the future than it certainly has been of the past. And then I wanted to end here. Uh, We didn't get to a couple, but I can push them. I can punt them down the road to next week to uh, this one. Let me find it. Here it is. Did you know that... When you refer a friend to speak to the missionaries that you have to have had the conversation with the missionaries that you're going to refer the friend? Yes, I did. Okay. I'm the word mission leader in my yeah. word, so okay. yes, I knew that. Yeah. Okay. So I I, uh, I can remember opportunities where I would receive the referral on my mission, and we would show up at someone who had been referred to by a member, and they hadn't had the conversation. <laughs> And so we're like, hey, yeah, Dorothy said that you lived here and we wanted to come by. And they'd be like, okay. So <laughs> so that isn't the whole of the new thing that I, I that I was unaware of. But did you know that say say I'm in New York City and I meet someone there and we talk on the subway and 
as we're talking, I say, hey, would you be interested in visiting with the missionaries uh, from my church? And they said, yes. And I said, well, if I passed along your referral, would you be willing to speak with them? And that person said, yes, that when the teaching goes on, did you know that I can be a part of it virtually? I did, but I didn't know it was official yeah. until okay. today. Okay. Like I knew that that was going on. It's happened in our, in our area a few mm-hmm. times. Like mm-hmm. we've, I've been there teaching uh, on a zoom call and someone from out of state who referred them or someone like family member or whatever has been there. And I thought that was cool, but I didn't know that there was this official channel to do that. And I learned that today from you and an email that I got from the church. Yeah, I got the exact same email. So now, uh, you know, we, we, maybe we've been hesitant to refer our friends uh, to the missionaries because we're like, oh man, if I could just be there and if I could be a part of the process, it might be different. But because of where we've leaned into technology and quite frankly, where we should have maybe leaned into a long time before now, we can be a part of that and help spread the gospel virtually with the missionaries from wherever we're at. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. I think it's just wonderful. And I think I think it's just the beginning of some of the changes they're making. There's just so much cool stuff going on, and uh, I just think it's amazing. So I encourage you to check out. We left a lot of stuff kind of dangling out there, uh, mainly just because, you know, it's a lot of news. We could get into the intricate details of things, um, but we just want to make sure that we make you aware of what's going on. And then you can dive a little deeper as we provide the show notes and the timestamps uh, within the show notes at theculturalhall.com. And don't forget, coming up in the third block, going to be visiting about Moroni. Is it going away? Am I right? Have all the things that I've been saying been right? Is that true? We'll find out if Moroni will ever be placed on another temple again. Coming back. Can I say I think you're right, but I kind of wish you were wrong. (laughs) Only because you've been calling it out and holding it. You just want me to dangle? You just want me to just, yeah, Yeah. yeah, I get it. I get it. (laughs) So that's coming up in the third block of the cultural hall. Outside of a hotel in somewhere, Texas, uh, Russ Wild, he's snuck away from the kids, got the Living Scriptures app out. Are you watching something or are you just telling me about what you've been watching? I'm just telling you about uh, what, I, what I'm watching. But I do have to say, we're staying at, staying at an Airbnb and it's been quite spectacular because the, the host, you know, they were very adamant, like, you do not block the neighbor's driveway. You be quiet because if the neighbors complain, you know, it was this list of things that, that we needed to observe. Mm-hmm. And when we rolled in last night, the neighbors across the street had a, a PA sit up on their porch and played music that you could hear for blocks until <laughs> one in the morning. And there were cars parked on both sides of the street that I, I didn't think my van could get down the street without scraping, but we managed. Nice. But uh, I was like, um, I guess that's a problem on the street, but we survived. But So you got the big blow up screen. You pulled out the Living Scriptures app and you said, let me share a message with all of you. That kind of thing. Hey, guys, I got the come follow me for this week. Come watch. Come watch. Come on. Yeah, no, but actually we did use it on the trip coming up because we traveled on Sunday uh, on our little adventure. And so but we downloaded some shows so that we'd be able to play them without the Internet in our car while we drove. So it was kind of handy that way. Yeah, a lot of people Uh, think of these things just like the streaming it with your TV. But yeah, downloadable. Take it on the go, even if you don't have Wi-Fi. A great benefit of Living Scriptures and the Living Scriptures app. I, I, I think I've said this before. My kids are obsessed with Hamilton. Uh-huh. And so 
we, we've used living scriptures, the app in a way to uh, kind of broaden their knowledge of that time frame. And uh, we've talked about Liberty Kids, which is a, a great show. I really, I really dig it. And it's, it's just a fun a revolutionary war period cartoon. But we, we also have the, I think, I believe they're done by the living scriptures folks. I'm not hundred percent sure. So don't quote me on this, but they have those animated hero classics. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, you know, there's Christopher Columbus and George Washington. Uh, those are what we watched. We watched George Washington and Benjamin Franklin mm-hmm. as we uh, took our little trip in the car. You know, I've seen that video. Are- I've seen that video, and I am 99% sure that that is not the actual Benjamin Franklin. It's probably not. <laughs> yeah, no, um, animated. It's animated. And for those who well, got it, you're welcome. And for those who didn't, I'm not explaining it. Move along. Uh, going back to Benjamin Franklin, and I'm trying, and my brain is scrambling to think of the the, the old-timey news anchor that voices Benjamin Franklin in the Liberty Kids series. Oh, really? <laughs> the voice is like, just so distracting that you're like, I know this. Is no, it- no, but no, no they're, they're famous. They're famous people. It's, oh. What's his name? Well, I, why can't I think of his name? Walter the, Cronkite. Cronkite. Bang, that's him. He, yeah, Walter Cronkite voices oh, that's cool. uh, Benjamin Franklin in Liberty Kids. It's, it's great. What we're going to talk about right now is what I'm most excited about. Two things. One, after conference weekend, um, the latter day news made me cry. It made my wife cry. I'm a sucker for the like, new temple announcements. Mm-hmm. And they showed the the old viral Facebook videos, I guess, of, of people in like Ecuador or wherever. I'm sorry. I don't remember the names of the places. Yeah, Bolivia. Like, Bolivia and Brazil. Brazil. Yeah, those places where those, the, you know, the, their little congregations gather together and they videotape themselves reacting to the announcement of hearing they're getting a temple mm-hmm. gets me every time yeah every single time yes and but we're coming up close at this point in time there's that the last descent we talked about it before about the uh the nutty putty cave movie that's it's coming to living scriptures it premieres on living scriptures on october 30th and i've been counting down the days to watch that one Are, there's it, also is uh, there a good selection of halloween stuff for the kids there are some uh, halloween stuff coming out uh i haven't watched it yet the Witching of Ben Wagner. My wife and I watched the trailer. We were trying to gauge whether or not we wanted our kids to watch it. And it's an old uh, made-for-TV movie. I think it's the Disney Channel thing originally. Mm-hmm. But it's like this family on vacation, and they stay at this, you know, they camp out at this, and the, in this little small town. And the, the people like, there was a family of witches that lived here. And the what, boy what, interacts what, with, what, 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 which, 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 with which, a, which, a little family of witches. And so there's definitely some Halloween-themed stuff going on in their offerings that are coming up in October. So if you don't have the Living Scriptures app, you can do like the Wilds of Texas and so many others have done. If you go to the show notes at this episode at theculturalhall.com, you can go up to the top. There's a big thing that has a couple asterisks. It says free month of Living Scriptures. You just click on that and that is our gift for you to be able to try that out. Obviously, uh, we'd love for you to sign up for it, but if you just want to try it out, see if it's great for you, for your kids, uh, whether you're getting the Latter-day News or just something to to take on road trips with you, encourage you to check out Living Scriptures. Uh, do do we need to take do we need to take longer so you don't have to go back in with the kids? Or are you ready to go back in? I hope my wife has them asleep by the time I get back in. <laughs> we'll talk to you again, Russ. Here in the third block of the cultural hall, visiting with Corey Ward, who sent the following email. I will share it with you now. He sent this, by the way, to contact at theculturalhall.com. So if you have an email you'd like to send us, we would love to hear from you says, hey, Richie, I'm assuming it is you that will read this. Listening to your Articles of News episodes over the last few months, I am aware of your theory about the lack of the angel Moroni on new temples. 
If I understand you right, you are claiming that temples announced on or after October 2018 will be the cutoff point for including an angel Moroni on temples. However, says Corey, he postulates, I believe it is more complex than that. I recently authored an article, which, by the way, if we want to talk pretentious, Corey, I authored an article. I'll get to that in a second. About the very subject. One of my goals in writing this piece was to challenge your theory. I believe it has to do with when the rendering was released. I also discussed some of the history behind the statue as well as explore the potential impact of not including Moroni on future temples. Uh, Take a look. Now, I will say that that article that you uh, sent me is uh, posted on the site that shall not be named. However, I think that in the duration of this chat that we have... Never before seen, never before heard, we will share that domain in uh, cooperation with this discussion. Corey, good to have you. Yeah, nice to be here. I love a good challenge. Um, So set the stage for what you feel like uh, my challenge was if I didn't express it well enough. And then I I already have an issue to take uh, with you and how you represented what my feeling was. So go ahead. Well, many of the new temples that are being, um, the renderings are being released. Many of them were announced well before that date that you've kind of put as your, at that, that fighting mark. Mm-hmm. And so I think that what's more likely is that there was a, some sort of decision made in the higher levels of the church, like the first presidency or the presiding bishopric, mm-hmm. that from this point forward, we're probably not going to include the Andromorone on temples. And we can discuss why they would want that. But oh. it seems like when you, Look at the all the renderings when they were released, and you put them in a timeline. You see that there's kind of a date at the end of um, 2019 where all the temples before that, it was generally the rule where most of them had an Angel Moroni statue. But after that date, it was generally the rule where most of them did not have that statue. And so I think the decision to not include an Angel Moroni statue has more to do with that decision that they made rather than the date that the temple was announced. Okay, okay. So I I want to see, though, if this holds true with what you just said. So we all remember that the Fall General Conference of 2018 is when President Nelson said, hey, we're not, we're not Mormons anymore. We are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And we all went, what do we call ourselves? I don't know. And we tried to come up with different monikers and nicknames and shortens because saying a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, becomes too long. So it is my theory, and I need you to tell me if I'm wrong, although I don't think I am, Corey, that if a temple was announced in that very same conference, it could still have a Moroni as part of its rendering or as part of its construction. But from spring 2019 to date, there has not been a temple that has been announced and has a rendering wherein a statue of the angel Moroni exists. That is correct. Yes! But I don't think it has to encapsulate the whole theory and the whole um, the reality of what's going on. Okay. Because after that date in 2018 that he says that we're not Mormons anymore, still in that year of 2018, there was in that year of 2019 there were several temples such as the saratoga springs utah temple pueblo mexico temple feather river california temple the Layton utah temple richmond utah temple all those temples announced the renderings released after that conference they still had moroni right so but, but they were announced as temples either on or before the changing of the name sure okay <laughs> i'll give you that 
<laughs> I love that you're just willing to concede it. Now, here's the deal. And, you know, uh, I give these guys a hard time off uh, of the of the show. Jeff of This Week in Mormons, he and I chat quite a bit. I don't like him. I just want everyone to know that. I want to be very clear. I don't <laughs> oh, like I, I, I don't like that. him much. Um, I understand. But, but that is, <laughs> you understand. Interesting. We'll have to talk about that coming. No, I'm teasing. They do a great job. And really, most of it is uh, a little bit of show drama. Um, but th- that is where this article resides, is it? This Week in Mormons. You can find a link to it at theculturalhall.com in association with this episode. But as you've alluded to, you feel like it's much more to it. So within your article, you talk a little bit about the history of it. So I want to know why why you think it was in that particular time in 2019 that we've eschewed ourselves from the Angel Moroni. Do you know, I don't, I'm not sure exactly why that day. All I know is that if you look at, for example, the rendering of the temple in Bangkok, Thailand, the original rendering release back when the groundbreaking was held in, I believe, 2018, they had an Angel Moroni. But after around that date in late 2019, the church kind of quietly released a rendering of the temple that didn't have the, mm. the Angel Moroni. And also earlier in that year, the Angel Moroni was taken off the Hong Kong China temple as part of the renovation. And then also t- towards that date, we get more temples like the one in Cambodia, the one in India, the one in the Philippines that did not have Moroni statues. And so for a while, I kind of thought that maybe only Asia was going to not have the angel Moroni. Mm-hmm. But as 2019 went on, or as 20, I guess 2020 went on now, more temples like the Tuila Valley Temple or the Moses Lake Temple, the Orem Temple, all those temples did not have angel Moroni. So I, I kind of see that the pattern was more broad than just the Asian temples. So let me ask you a little bit about yourself. Uh, what what is it that uh, gets you like when I say, "Hey, they're not do- we're not doing Moroni on the temple anymore." That makes you go, "I'm going to do a whole buttload of research and figure out if what you know if what he's saying is true." What is it? Just a passion thing for you, or why? I guess it is. Um, I guess ever since I started going on the internet when I was 12 years old, I I found pictures of temple construction and pieces of history about what the temple was in the church and about the Angel Moroni statue. And so for a long time, I, I also kind of fell in that belief that, oh, well, every temple should have an Angel Moroni because that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. And so when more temples were announced, when the renderings were released that did not have the Angel Moroni temp- on the temple, I I was also very curious and I wanted to, to know why church leaders, I guess, weren't directly addressing that issue, mm-hmm. why we didn't hear about it in general conference or any um, statement that's been released, all the church statements that we have provide some clues, but they don't really tell us exactly why the church is going to move in this direction. So do you do you support my theory that because it's Christ's church, it seems like a, a mislabeling to have Moroni be on our temples? I, I do very much. I've, I think that's definitely the reason behind it. So I don't know why it's not being addressed, but I know anecdotally that when I was in high school, I, I from Idaho Falls, Idaho, we had a high school class and one day we went to just for PE, went walk around the river where the temple is. And I overheard two people in my in my grade that weren't members of the church. And they kind of found the, the golden statue on top of the temple kind of arrogant, maybe that we're kind of just trying to, to show off our wealth or something. Yeah. So a little I think gaudy. That's definitely, yeah, I think it's definitely a cultural misunderstanding that can be definitely more prevalent in other cultures where the now, church is expanding. And, and originally, so you're going to, I know that you did some historical looks into this whole thing. 
I know the Kirtland Temple did not have a uh, uh, an angel Moroni. Never has, as it's owned by the Community of Christ, which was formerly the reorganized church. Uh, but the Nauvoo Temple did, in fact, but different. Yeah, it wasn't named Moroni at the time. It was actually, there's sources that say that it was has to do with the angel in Revelation that talks about another angel kind of preaching the gospel. And in, in the past, definitely the Nauvoo period, there's no evidence that ever, anyone ever referenced that as Moroni. But as some we get some into people like the, suppose like Gabriel, right? Yeah. Yep. As we get into like the 1980s, I think it's McConkie that said that the angel represents many angels, including Moroni, that participated in the restoration of the gospel. But even more recently in the April conference in 2020, Elder Rasban said that that angel was Moroni. So mm-hmm. we kind of see that there's more of an interpretation to call that angel Moroni. But definitely at the time in Nauvoo, that angel was not referred to as Moroni. So let me ask you this then. Uh, if uh, if Nauvoo was not officially like, that's Moroni, then we come to Utah for the next temple with the St. George Temple. That didn't originally have a Moroni. So is the Moroni on the top of the Salt Lake Temple? The Or no, we've got Manti and Logan before the Salt Lake Temple. That's correct, yeah. Manti doesn't have a, a Moroni. And neither, the, neither of those temples do. The Salt okay. Lake Temple was the first temple to have an angel Moroni. As we know, the Salt Lake Temple took 40 years to construct. Yeah. And if we look at the drawings of the temple before, um, like in the early days, it had also had a weather vane, kind of like the Nauvoo Angel. But in that, in those decades, kind of architectural styles changed. We see like the U.S. Capitol, it has a statue, I think it's called the Lady of Freedom or something. That's mm-hmm. on top of that building. So the church leaders also... Um, just wanted to kind of keep with the times and update the temple with a statue. So they commissioned a, a non-member, actually, who's I think had parents who were members, to sculpt that statue. That's pretty fascinating that the way that we're influ- influenced probably societally, right? Like you say, the original rendering is not there. Uh, then we place it on and then we think, oh, this is how we're going to identify throughout all the church. And now as we move into the 21st century and are like, that's nah, Christ Church and it's got to be. I know that people uh, are probably wondering, well, then what is the fate of Moroni on the temples where Moroni has already been placed? Do you have any sort of thought as far as that goes? Um, I do. So other than, I guess, the Hong Kong temple, the other temples that are in renovation, like the Tokyo temple, the Andrew Moroni is still there. The Columbus, Ohio temple is currently closed. And that temple has a Moroni statue that faces east, but they're going to rotate the statue so it faces west because that's where the entrance door of the temple is. And so I kind of see that probably the temples that have Moroni, most of them will probably stay, but there's not going to be so much of a strict tradition to have Moroni or to have Moroni faced in the east direction. Hmm. Hmm. It'll also be interesting to see if at at some point there would be a a removal of Moroni, or as I almost said, a (laughs) maruval, to to take Moroni down from the temples. I know a, a lot of time, uh, a lot of people, rather, when uh, they were taking the angel Moroni off the Salt Lake Temple because it's currently being renovated, there was some thought, even uh, you know, within my own head, where I was like, "Are they gonna, are they gonna put it back on?" Well, I, my personal belief is that the church is doing a lot better with historical preservation. Mm-hmm. There's a, a historic, historic sites curator. She's usually um, in the the videos that the church releases. Her name's Emily. Uh, she's the one that talked about the history of the. Salt Lake Temple Angel Moroni in the church news article that I reference. In all the videos that she talks about the temple, she talks about how the church goes to great length to nowadays to preserve the original intention of the building Mm -hmm. and the original design of the architects. And so I believe 
Vandermeer and I will probably come back to the Salt Lake Temple most assuredly because it is such a, a con- iconic symbol. But depending on interpretation, because you said those early renderings, I mean, they could make just a, as big a justification. And maybe, uh, you know, as we've sort of discussed that certainly the newest temples don't have those Angel Moroni's, what better time to talk about the Angel Moroni not being placed back up on top of, or I'm sorry, to not be placed on other new temples than to not place it back on the top of the Salt Lake Temple and, and talk about the symbolism as far as that goes. We'll see. We will see. Uh, Corey, I'm not going to make you pick uh, which of the shows are your favorite, although I'm tempted. I am very tempted. <laughs> I'm not going to put you on the spot because I'd hate for Jeff to feel bad. Um, but I will ask you the three questions that we ask everyone who comes into the cultural hall. I'll ask you the first question. Uh, well, I actually have four. Uh, the first one is, do you have a calling? And if so, what is it? Yeah, I'm currently the um, Elders Quorum Secretary in my YSA ward here in Provo, Utah. Are you a Brigham Young Cougar? I am. Congratulations. Uh, if you could pick a calling for yourself, either one that may, that exists or make one up, what would you pick? Um, well, I always like the administrative calling, so like executive secretary or just a clerk of something. I mean, I'm happy with my calling right now. I, I get to go into meetings and everything, but then I don't have to do the hard things like the ministering interviews <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's a good place. Nice. Uh, the third question, which I don't ask most people, is if you are a Patreon subscriber, uh, people can see the video of what we've been uh, discussing, and you have a bunch of shelves with nothing on it behind you. Why is there nothing on the shelves behind you? Well, I'm in, I'm in the Clyde building, which is the old engineering building, mm-hmm. and this used to be like some professor's place, but they just kind of left them abandoned when they moved to the new building. So I'm just here for a quiet place to study. Nice. I would recommend to you, knowing what I know from also being on BYU's campus, in those places where not very many people go, it has become a personal favorite game of mine to start like <laughs> putting stuff on shelves or like start decorating rooms that people don't go in, especially since everyone's been gone because of the pandemic. So many people are not on campus. I have almost completely transferred over one of these like small phone conference rooms into my own personal office. I've got pictures of my wife. I've got a phone set up. I've got all these different things. So just a recommendation to fill those shelves. The last yeah, maybe I'll just camp out here. Yeah, you should. Just put, you get a little placard online, put it right outside the thing. You People wouldn't ask. Eventually you might get in trouble, but it's not honor code issue. You'd just be like, hey, I'm sorry. Move along. Uh, the last question that we ask everyone is, what is your favorite part of your faith? Well, the favorite part of my faith is that I think I am adaptable to different circumstances. I am okay with uncertainties and ambiguity and just not being... Um, sure of what will happen in the future, but I have faith that the basic principles of the gospel will serve me and will help me live a better and happier life. Even if things such as the Moronian temples may confuse me, mm-hmm. um, I know that the basic principles that undergird the, the gospel are true. Nice. I have to ask you, I'm assuming that you listen to the Cultural Hall. Do you have a particularly favorite episode? I mean, I don't have a particularly favorite, but I have a few that I was thinking about, like my You've interviewed a lot of my professors, like Michael McKay or Eric Huntsman. There's other ones that I've recently listened to, like the the marijuana one, the pornography mm-hmm. one was good. The um, ones with the politicians, like Spencer Cox or Ben McAdams, the the Benjamin Park, the Taylor Petrie ones that talk about history. I'm 
a big fan of those. Oh, nice. Well, we got some amazing history ones coming up, so buckle up, Corey. I'm excited. We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body, that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week, and that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you. On the back row. Of the Cultural Hall. The Cultural Hall. Hall. (laughs)